Hello and welcome to Fibber McGee and Molly from otrgold.com. This episode will begin after a brief message from our sponsors. <laughs> the Johnson Wax Program with Fibber McGee and Molly. Makers of Johnson's Wax and Johnson's Self-Polishing Glow Coat present Bibber McGee and Molly, written by Don Quinn, with music by the King's Men and Billy Mills Orchestra. Have you ever stopped to think with all the millions of pounds of goods that are being shipped to our armed forces, what a job it must be to package all of these items, wrap them securely so the salt air and moisture can't get to them? Many things now have to be wrapped in paper or cardboard to save metal. Do you know what is helping greatly to make these cartons moisture and weatherproof? Wax. Yes, special wax preparations have been developed by the makers of Johnson's Wax, and countless thousands of these cartons are actually dipped in this wax, completely immersed in a wax bath that impregnates the paper boards and acts as a seal against air and moisture. These special Johnson carton sealing waxes are already in use for food containers and soldiers' ration kits, for cartons containing small arms ammunition, small machinery and automobile parts, surgical instruments. Almost every week, new uses are found for them. And any manufacturer with a carton sealing problem is invited to write immediately for full information to S.C. Johnson & Son, Racine, Wisconsin, or Brantford, Canada. Wanted. Wanted one family-sized skeleton for closet. To replace two tons of accumulated junk, apply at 79 Wistful Vista to Fibber McGee and Molly. McGee, now you've been promising and promising. Oh. You've simply got to clean out that hall closet. Haven't I got time just to finish a crossword puzzle? How far have you got with it? Oh, I ain't started it yet. <laughs> there ought to be one in these old newspapers somewhere. McGee, you're huh? stalling again. Oh. Why do you dread it so much? On account of my fingernails. Look at them. They haven't been trimmed in weeks. I'll bet I could run up a tree like a cat. <laughs> What's that got to do with cleaning out the closet? Because I can't find my nail clippers and I think they're in the closet. And if I open the closet, I'll find them And every time I use them, I cut my fingers That's why Oh, my Well, you can think up more far-fetched excuses Hitler ought to hire you to tell his people about Russia <laughs> Now, come on, get busy I'll get it Hello? Who? Yes, I'll take the order you take order for what? Just a minute now, till I write that down Yeah, three pounds of bacon sliced thin Seven pound rib roast to beef. Hey, what, 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 How what, about what, some what? nice pork chops? No, you can't get them. About six? All right. And a pound of butter? No, no, no. Oh. <laughs> yes, yes, indeed. 
No, don't use up your gasoline. We'll hey. deliver it first thing in the morning. You can... Don't mention it. <laughs> Goodbye. Who was that? Wrong number. <laughs> <laughs> they were calling some butcher shop. Well, what did you take that big order for? They won't get it. No, but they'll have a wonderful night's sleep. <laughs> now, look, McGee, this hall closet. You... Come in. How do you do? I am making a radio survey. What radio programs do you listen to regularly? Oh, Lum and Abner and Fred Allen and Bob Hope, the great Gildersleeve. Oh, lots of things. Yeah. How about David's first wife's uh, second husband? <laughs> I don't think we know him, bud. It's a radio program. Uh, what do you think is the main point of interest in David's first wife's uh, second husband? Well, uh, I'm afraid we don't hear it, sir. It's really a splendid program. Very interesting. Well, I'm sure it is, bud. Oh, thank you. Wait till I write that down. Think it is very interesting program. We used to hear a lot of radio shows, bud, but we don't have the time now. I can't say we miss them either. Oh, that's splendid. I'll put that down, too. Never misses David's first wife's second husband. Now tell me, what is your very favorite program? Oh, <laughs> I hate to say. I see. Hates radio. Thank you very much, folks. Good day. Well, that's the first pair of spats I've seen in years. I guess you don't have to keep mending them like you would if you wore socks. Look, McGee, are you going to clean out that closet like you promised? Oh, I suppose. Go ahead, open her up. Oh, no. Oh, no, you open it. Oh, no, you don't. Not me. The last time I tried... Oh, dear. Come in. Hello, Mrs. McGee. Hello, Mr. McGee. <laughs> Hey, hi, Wimp, old man. <laughs> You're in early tonight. <laughs> yes, I know, Mr. McGee, but I just couldn't wait to read you my new poem. Oh, a new poem. Isn't that wonderful, McGee? Yeah, what's the title, Wimp? I call it Flower Arrangement. Oh, oh isn't that beautiful, Flower Arrangement? Yeah. How does it go? It goes, mm-mm. <laughs> the Japanese are very nasty fighters, but good at arranging flowers, the sillies. So let's give them a lot of practice, the blighters, with lilies. <laughs> well, not bad, Wimp. I'd like to have a copy of that. All righty. Have you got a typewriter I could make some copies on? No, we loaned our typewriter. Why, sure we have, Wimp. You bet you we Why, have. Why, McGee, you know very now, well. Now, let me think. Where is that typewriter? Oh, yeah, I know where it is. Right in there in the hall closet, Wimp. Right on the shelf. Help yourself. Thank you. Right in here. No, no, Mr. Yeah, Mr. that's it, Wimp. Right in there. <laughs> Gosh, just look at all the stuff. Well, I guess I might as well clean it out now that it's open. Why, Mr. Wimple, you're trembling. What's the matter? Oh, there's all that noise and confusion, Mrs. McGee. My goodness, you people go to any lengths to make a person feed at home, don't you? Well, I'm sorry the noise upsets you. Can I give you something to brace you up? That would be wonderful, Mr. McGee. Make it half and half. Half what and half what? Half water and half milk. I don't think we got a drop of milk in the house, Wimp. How about some root beer? Oh, no. I wouldn't dare, Mr. McGee. <laughs> I went home with some ginger ale on my breath once, and Sweetie Face raised Ned. Oh, she did? Yes. Ned is our gardener. 
sweetie face raised him way over his head and threw him at me. That brow of yours really dishes it out, doesn't she? Oh, she's just a big, impulsive girl, Mr. McGee. <laughs> and that reminds me, I've got to be getting on home. I promised Sweetie Face I'd clean her army rifle today. Oh, is she quite a marksman, Mr. Wimple? Indeed she is, Mrs. McGee. She's going out to the rifle range this afternoon. Yeah? I put a plug in the end of her rifle so the snow wouldn't get into it. A plug? Why, my gosh, Wimp, if she fires that gun with a plug in it, she'll blow her head off. <laughs> Yes. Yeah. You know, we just cleaned this closet out four months ago. I think the pixies do it. I think the pixies go around at midnight and steal stuff out of junkyards and attics just to put in our closet. Now, listen, don't joke about the pixies. Huh? I have a grandmother in Ireland who really believes in the little people. Oh, that's nothing. I got a grandfather in Peoria that nobody believes. <laughs> Not even big people. Hey, look at the box I found in this junk to keep my cigars in. It's got the music box in it, remember? Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Isn't that sweet? Yeah. <laughs> what does it say on the cover? Huh? Oh, souvenir of Petoskey, Michigan. Yeah. <laughs> Remember the spring we were up there? And the Indians were selling those flowers on the street corners? Yes, yes. <laughs> Trailing arthritis, I think they were. <laughs> no, you don't mean arthritis, dear. You mean trailing Arbutus. I do not. Arbutus was a guy in Shakespeare. Sure. He's the guy that stabbed Caesar in the toga. No. No, that was Brutus. Go on. You're thinking of that fairy tale, Puss in Brutus. No, it wasn't Puss in Brutus. Huh? And I tell you what you mean is Arbutus. Well, then what's arthritis? Well, it's a sort of a rheumatism that makes your joints swell. That's what I say. Any place that sells flowers on every street corner is a swell joint. Now, this isn't getting this junk uh, cleaned up. Come no, in. Uh, Hello there, 
kids. Say, help me out, will you? Why, sure, old-timer. What's on your mind? Besides the worst-looking fedora I ever saw this side of Olsen and Johnson. <laughs> Don't let him annoy you, Mr. Oldtimer. What's the trouble? Well, look, kids. I gotta be Toastmaster at a party tomorrow night. I thought you could give me some advice. Well, you've come to the right authority, my optimistic old octogenarian. I personally am known from coast to coast as the greatest after-dinner speaker now living. Yeah. And the reason you're now living is that you gave it up. <laughs> well, what's the procedure, kid? You know any good jokes? Well... <laughs> It's a mixed party, Johnny. In that case, you got to stick to whimsy. I'm going to be pretty nervous up there with all those people are looking at me. Nothing to be nervous about. The only thing is, old timer, to be a good toastmaster, you got to be fast on your feet. Oh, that's easy, Johnny. Watch this. Huh? No. 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 <laughs> Now, he means mentally, Mr. Oldtimer. You have to think fast. Be witty. The best thing to do is look over the personalities present and think of some cute thing to say about each one of them. And then when you get a break, boom, let them have it. Don't they think I'm kind of butting in? Why, well, why should they? You're the master of ceremonies, aren't you? No, I'm the toastmaster. Huh? I stand over by the sideboard and make the toast. Then oh. <laughs> they put it on a plate and pour chicken on a king all over it. Well, much obliged for the help, kids. Hope I can remember. Be witty. Fast on my feet. Personalities. Boom. Let them have it. What a toastmaster. Hey, why do they call it a toast when somebody gets up and says, let's all toss off a slug of old mutiny? In honor of our dear pal, Fred Nittany. Why toast? Search me, dearie. Unless it's because somebody with a lot of crust gets up and burns somebody to a crisp <laughs> or butters them uh, till they're soggy. <laughs> now, come on, there's a lot of work here to be done. Yet. I'll say there is. Oh, for goodness sake, stop playing with that music. No, I just wanted to see how many cigars I had left. Yes, Look, McGee. Jim. Uh, here's that wedding present we got from Aunt Sarah. Huh? I wondered where that had gone to. Oh, dear, I was hoping it would never show up again. Who wants a marble Venus with a clock in her stomach? Now, I think it's beautiful. Here, wind it up and see if it'll run. You wind it up or I'll run. I, I get too embarrassed. Hello, folks. Am I intruding? Uh-oh. Who opened the closet? We're cleaning it out, Junior. Sure is a pile of inconsequential junk, isn't it? Well, you're going to just stand there and criticize Wilcox? Why don't you jump in and help oh, us? Oh, listen now, Mr. Wilcox doesn't have to mess with this stuff, McGee. Well, I wouldn't mind it a bit, Molly, except that I have an appointment in just a few minutes. Look, Junior, the older I get, the less patience I got for beating around the bush. What do you mean, McGee? I mean, he, we ain't fooling anybody. He come in here to say something nice about Johnson's wax. So why don't he do it and then climb back on his horse and ride away into the purple sunset singing a vagabond song? <laughs> Come on, handsome, out with it. Oh, I can't do it like that. It's too crude. No finesse. Finesse my clavicle. No. <laughs> Stop picking on Mr. Wilcox and get busy, McGee. For instance, what are we going to do with this old box of phonograph records? Oh, what records are they? Oh, look, here's Tell Me Pretty Maiden. Yes, and Uncle Josh in the Chinese laundry. Oh, <laughs> you better throw them out, McGee. Oh, yeah. wait a minute. Huh? Gee, it hurts me to see anything made of wax thrown away. Isn't it a shame? Yes, particularly nowadays when wax is used so much to preserve things. If this is finesse, I'll take vanilla. <laughs> 
Why, there's enough wax in these old records to protect and beautify hundreds of things. Though it's a different kind of wax from Johnson's, which is specially prepared to guard all wood and enamel surfaces from dust and dirt and wear and make a home healthy and sanitary. Here's Cohen on the telephone. Tell him I'm not here. <laughs> yes, sir, in times like these, folks, it's pretty important to protect the things you have with Johnson's wax. Floors, furniture, lampshades, windowsills, luggage. Why, when I think how much housework is saved with Johnson's wax, I just... Hey, what time is it? Oh, Jiminy, I got a scram. So long. See you later, folks. So, that was finesse. No wonder he left in such a hurry. What do you mean? He had to rush that tired old plug to a veterinarian. (laughs) Come on, McGee, I've got a thousand things to do, so let's get this stuff cleared away. Hey, look, let me handle this, Molly. You go do your housework. This is a job I can do better alone anyway. Well, all right, but if you need any help, you call me here. Okay. Look at all this stuff. wonder where Molly ever picked up all this junk. Take me all to get it straightened out. Come in. What kind of a father are you, anyway, to let your little girl risk her life climbing 35 feet up a telephone pole? Who, me? Well, gee whiz, this... There I... ought to be a law against irresponsible parents like you. Huh? The idea letting a sweet little girl run wild in the streets. For shame. Why, look, lady, I don't... Think Here it's... you are, puttering around with a pile of worthless junk while a little child is risking life and limb in the streets. And I... Hey, 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 cut it out. I haven't got it. It's any... a good thing I came along when I did. I have a good mind to report you to the authorities. If you really had a good mind, sis, you'd quit shaking your pocketbook at me and listen a minute. What child are you talking about? This one right here. Come in here, little girl. Hi, Papa. <laughs> oh, oh. So, it's you, is it? I might have known it was. And who are you calling Papa? You, Papa, dear. <laughs> Doggone it, stop that. You call me Papa again and I'll spank you so hard on your little you won't be able to sit down for a week. Why, you big brute. What kind of a father are you to talk to your little girl like that? Who says she was my little girl? She did. Did you, sis? Hmm? Quit stalling. Did you tell this old... Did you inform this nosy partner? Did you tell this lady you lived here? Sure I did, I betcha. Can I stay out and play a little while longer, Papa? Hmm, can I? Papa? I'll stay it. You can go out and play for the next ten years, you little double-crosser. Oh. Well, if this isn't the worst case I ever... Little girl, you stay right here till I can notify the authorities. Okay. What is your name, sir? Fibber McGee, and the authorities don't know. They know that I haven't got they any... They know you haven't got any right to treat a child like this. You just wait! Look, sis, what, 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 what goes on here? <laughs> what were you doing up on that telephone pole? I was a lookout, mister. Huh? Yeah, you see, we were playing G-Man and gangsters. Oh, I see. And Willie Toops was a G-Man and I was a gangster. And then this lady came along and started hollering at me. And gee, I didn't want her to know I had a daddy that would let me do things like that, would you? Hmm? Would you? Hmm? <laughs> I see. So you told her I was your daddy. Sure. Put the blame on me, huh? Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> hey, you, you think the mall is going to rat on us, mister? What? I bet you she's going to squeal to the cops, I bet you. Hmm? Gee, if they hang this rap on us, chief, they'll throw the book at you. <laughs> oh, boy. You'll get the hot squatter. My name isn't bumping off Bessie, the bad bimbo of Brooklyn. <laughs> Look, sis, don't don't talk like that. You're too sweet and nice. Don't give me that, Chief. Huh? The heat's on, see? They'll have every harness bull in town on her tail, see? Yeah. And meatless day or no meatless day, I'm taking it on the lamb, see? And just so she won't talk. 
The King's Men sing Hit the Road to Dreamland from Star Spangled Rhythm. Bye-bye, baby. Time to hit the road to dreamland. You're my baby. Take you in the land of dawn. Twinkle, twinkle, twinkle. Hold tight, baby. We'll be swinging up to dreamland. Oh, my baby. Where the little cherubs trod. Look at that knocked out moon Been a-blowin' his top in the blue Guess he never saw the likes of you You're such an angel, bye-bye, baby Time to hit the road to dreamland Don't cry, baby It was divine, but the rooster has finally crowed music boxes. When you think how clever them Swiss are at stiff stuff like this, you wonder how they can make cheese with so many holes in it. <laughs> Did I make it? McGee, I wish you'd stop playing that music box. Hmm? You know, it's awfully irritating. Besides the spring in it, might. Oh, heavenly day. What's the matter? Why, you wonderful man. You've cleaned away all that junk out of the closet. <laughs> oh, shucks. It was nothing that any red-blooded American boy couldn't have done. <laughs> I'm strictly the kind of a guy that when there's a job to be done and he can't get anybody else to do it, he does it. Well, thanks for cleaning up the mess, McGee. You mind if I take a peek in the closet and see how it looks? Go ahead. Oh, McGee, you're wonderful. Oh, there's not a thing left in the closet but one old briefcase. Yeah, I know it. What'd you leave that in there for? Bait. Bait? Yeah. We've got to start the next pile of junk with something, don't we? Well, anyway, thanks very much for cleaning it up. And just for that, I'm going to do something nice for you. What? I'm going to throw a dinner party just for the two of us. Oh. With candles and the new tablecloth I got for Christmas uh-huh. and our best silver. Uh, we get about as much privacy as a bird store canary. Come in. Oh, how do you do? Buenas noches, mis queridos amigos. Perdonen ustedes, pero mi estufa se ha quedado descompuesta y no puedo hacer la comida para mi hermano como no tenga el Little Monkey Ranch. <laughs> 
You understand French good enough to know what she said, Molly? I think it was Spanish, dearie. Oh. I recognize the words monkey ranch. <laughs> Gee, so did I. I never knew I spoke Spanish. <laughs> Look, sis, we didn't quite get it. What was it about a monkey ranch? Señor, y como no encuentre una, no puedo hacer la comida para mi hermano. Y a mí me gusta tanto sorprenderle cuando llega a la casa y no sabe. What's cooking? <laughs> Well, I'd like to know what's cooking myself. Isn't she a pretty little thing, McGee? Yeah. Uh, you speak any English, sis? Oh, sí, señor. I speak the English much good. She's not doing it much good. <laughs> you live around here, dearie? Sí, señora. Mi casa está muy cerca down the street. Oh, it must be a new neighbor. And you want to borrow a monkey ranch, eh, sis? Sí. Yes, I see. <laughs> you see, Molly? Yes, I see too, dear. Yeah. She wants to borrow a monkey wrench. Yes, Spanish is a cinch for us, isn't it? Yes. <laughs> what you want the monkey wrench for, sis? My stove. He is broken. Oh. I fix him, I cook. My brother, she is coming home soon tonight. Esta noche. Oh. No fix, no dinner. Y si una hermana no tiene la comida lista cuando el hermano llega, entonces ella está sticking her neck out, No. <laughs> I think I get it, McGee. She wants to take the wrench and fix her stove. So she can cook the dinner for her brother. Yes. That right, sis? Si, señor. Oh, <laughs> oh you are a very smart Alec. <laughs> Never mind, McGee. Uh, Hand her that little wrench there you were fixing uh, the music box with. Oh, That's I, it, yes. Yeah. I hope you get your brother's dinner all right, dearie. Uh, by the way, what does he do? He eats the dinner. No, no, we mean, what does he do for a living, sis? What's his job? Oh, he flews. He what? He flews. Es un piloto. He flews the aeroplane. Oh, he flies an aeroplane. Oh. Sí, señor. He is a much good flyer, my brother. Yeah. <laughs> Por muchos años, él está volando un aeroplano. Y él siempre tiene la... Con... Carlos, that is my brother. He flews over the head. Well, I thought for a minute he was going to flues down the flue. <laughs> Always he is flewing close over the head. He flews once, he is not coming home for dinner. He flews two times, he comes home. Oh, signals, eh? Well, I guess he ain't coming home for dinner tonight, sis, so you better just take your... Oh, two times he is flew over the head. Carlos is home for dinner. Oh. Ay, qué contenta. Muchas gracias, queridos amigos, por ayudarme tanto. It's okay, kids? Hmm? <laughs> no, I think I know who she is, McGee. Hmm? There's some uh, South American pilot station out at the airport. I'll bet her brother's one of them. If she's going to be a neighbor, you better brush her up on her English. She's liable to come over to borrow two eggs and go home with a catcher's mitt and a piano stool or something. <laughs> Never mind that now. You come with me. Where? Never mind. Come along. Well, what are we going to do? We're going to have a little dinner party all by ourselves. Oh. I'll get out the silver and the candlesticks and you get my new tablecloth out of the linen cabinet. Oh, now, Molly, you shouldn't go to all this trouble. But, darling, to... I want to. You've worked hard and you deserve it. You've been a good kid. Go on now. Get out the tablecloth. No, I'll let you use an old one. I'm kind of Dirty no, working. sir, now the best is none too good for well, you. Well, gee, I don't think McGee, we ought to... McGee, do as I say. Hmm. Get that tablecloth out of the linen cabinet. Yeah, but look, Molly, Well, I... if you won't, I will. <laughs> I think I better flew. <laughs> Right here and now, I've got to break down and make a confession. The other day, a woman accused me of telling only half the truth. 
It was in connection with a story I've told you several times on this program about how Johnson's Wax helps to keep your home sanitary and healthful because a waxed home is a clean home. She said I had completely forgotten to tell you one of the main reasons why Johnson's Wax keeps things clean. Because it cleans as it polishes. Well, that's true, folks, and I'm sorry if I haven't made that clear. You see, all three forms of Johnson's Wax, the paste, liquid, and cream, contain one or more active cleaning agents. When you apply them, they remove dirt and grease, and at the same time leave a tough film of wax that seals the surface against dirt and guards it against wear. Then when you rub the waxed surface, it glows with that matchless mellow beauty that good housekeepers and decorators so much admire. What you got there, McGee? Oh, an old handbill I found in that closet junk. Advertising the act I had in Chautauqua. Heavenly days. Yeah. Fibber McGee and his talking rooster. Yeah. I never knew you'd been in Chautauqua. No, it was just for one summer. I missed a train and got stranded in Shingle House, Pennsylvania. Anyway, the rooster didn't really talk. I used ventriloquism. Like Edgar Bergen, huh? Yeah, only much smarter. Go on. You were smarter than Edgar Bergen? Why, certainly. Is Bergen smart enough to have a partner he can eat? Good night. Good night, all. Characters of the old-timer and Wallace Wimple heard on this program were played by Bill Thompson. This is Harlow Wilcox, speaking for the makers of Johnson Wax Finishes for Home and Industry, inviting you all to join us again next Tuesday night. Good night. This program reached you from Hollywood. This is the National Broadcasting Company.